When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. So we got the Detroit Lions taking on the Carolina Panthers in Detroit. Detroit is favored at minus nine and a half. The over under is 44 and a half. And guys, this gets real simple as far as locks go. Detroit is three and one against the spread, especially at home. They're even better. Carolina is 0 and four. And yeah. playing Bryce Young. And playing Bryce Young. Guess what? We're taking Detroit at minus nine and a half and locking this one in. Uh, as far as injuries go, Miles Sanders did practice in limited capacity today. That's a good sign for his availability as long as he doesn't have a setback. Jonathan Mingo did clear concussion protocol. Amon Ross St. Brown did pop up with an abdomen issue. I will be talking to Brian about that tomorrow because that's something that sounds like we are going to have to at least keep our eyes on heading into the weekend. Uh, Jared Goff, he's in that streaming territory. The only thing I worry, and I'm a little bit lower in ECR here, is just I worry he doesn't have to do too much. And because Detroit's defense has actually been improved and playing pretty well, I think that might continue. So it has me a little bit concerned as far as what his fantasy output is, even though it's in uh, Detroit. And hello to you, uh Fluff, 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 I can't, I don't know. If you have a question though, uh, hit us up, let us know. Hey, so, okay, so obviously we're not playing Bryce Young, David Montgomery, RB1, no matter how you slice it. Oh, by the way, 67 and a half rushing yards. Yes, give me that all day against Carolina, 100% on the over on that one. We do have to talk a little bit about Jameer Gibbs. Chase and I got to talk about this a little bit, so I want to get both of your guys' take on this one. We'll start with Adam, then we'll go to Chris. I mean, People are still ranking him inside the top 24. It's unbelievable to me. It's been four weeks, guys. We have enough of a sample size. They still have him out of 20. I have him at 26. Like I was high in flex play. He would be in my 30s if it wasn't for the bye weeks. He still gets enough, and he's RBA 20, 28 so far this year. He still gets enough in the passing game, in the rushing game. We know he could break a big play at any given moment. They can still flex him. But really, you guys got to start figuring out a way to temper your expectations and stop making him a must-start running back. I don't know. Adam, what do you make of Jameer Gibbs? Does this get better as the season rolls on, or is David Montgomery just going to run away with this thing? I don't know if it gets super consistent. I think it gets better on the whole. Uh, I think you're going to start to see big games here, big games there. Sorry. I just wanted to to clarify because I screwed up his name before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think you'll start seeing big games here, big games there, him kind of start to climb up uh, the season total rankings. 
but I don't know if it gets consistent, right? Because I think it's very game script dependent, uh, right? Like a game like last week, that's going to be a Montgomery game. That's the type of thing that I see in this Carolina matchup uh, is that it's a game where they could get ahead pretty early uh, and then just look to sit on it with Montgomery. I think in, in games where you're going to be pass heavy, maybe they'll use him a little bit more as a weapon, especially at home uh, or especially in domes. Um, but in outside games or in games that it's already, you know, starting to get locked up, I don't know what, what Gibbs role really is. If he's going to get the touches that you're going to need to feel confident in his week to week fantasy value. Yeah. I I tend to agree with that. Chris, uh, help me out with this question real quick. uh, So, uh, they're being, being offered Higgins and Christian Kirk for Waddle. And it's a double flex PPR receivers around that. Calvin Ridley, Jalen Waddle, Michael Thomas, and Dobbs right now. Um, yeah, Gabe Davis and Dobbs, excuse me. Uh, I would say no to that deal. I'm, I would rather have Waddle, but you do get two receivers there. So, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a, a one that's kind of tough depending on what you think the rest of your team is. Do you need the depth of having a Higgins and Kirk? You're not going to be able to bank on Higgins anytime soon necessarily. I'm not really sure how severe the injury is. Dan talked about having Brian Scott on tomorrow. I'm sure we'll find out some more about the you know, that that status. But Christian Kirk is the guy that we've seen you know, being involved right now, but it's also been a lot to do with Dan, you know, after about game scripts and matchups, Christian Kirk's very matchup kind of oriented right now. Jalen Waddle just hasn't been himself yet. This Miami offense looks good, though, to me. I'm going to hang on the Jalen Wild personally. Yeah, I tend to lean that way as well. Rolling Loud highlights uh, did a trade to it and Flowers for Etienne and Garrett Wilson. Lineup is now Hertz, Josh Jacobs, Etienne, Brown, Garrett Wilson, Waddle, Hawkinson, Brian Robinson, and Russell Wilson as second QB in the three and one. Well, good for you, Rod. I, I like that team a lot. Uh, and you are always welcome. Dan, real quick, can I just come out on the Gibbs thing? Sure, God. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I agree with Adam for the most part, but where I think that you're going to look for matchup-wise is when Detroit has to score points. Adam kind of alluded to when they're going to be in the dome or outside. I know that's going to matter as much as Detroit can sit on a game. They're going to grind out Montgomery. Montgomery does lead the league in broken tackles right now. She's playing pretty well, and he's kind of able to kind of establish the run for this team, establish their identity. But I also think that James Williams returning actually is going to help Gibbs moving forward. They'll open a lot more things for the underneath passing attack. So I think you're going to see the opportunity for him to kind of get more involved as the season progresses with the added weaponry and when they actually have to compete in the games. Yeah, I agree with that. And the key for me, like I said before, is just it's clearly don't quite trust him in pass pro yet. And once that establishes itself, and I do think it will at some point this season, especially the second half, Jameer Gibbs will get back to giving you that high-end RB2 value that you draft him to be, especially in half-point, full-point PPR league. So, yeah, I'm not on this. In fact, if anything, you know what? I'm going to hit this drop. If anything, I would try to buy low on Jameer Gibbs right now. I do think there's still upside for him uh, going further. Uh, we got two questions here from Reese. So uh, Pacheco or Madison this week? I I think I had them ranked like back to back. I think I have Madison just ahead of Pacheco because of his involvement in the passing game is very, very close. So it should be a shootout between Kansas City and Minnesota. I, which way would you guys go? I like Pacheco in this one just because I think Minnesota is going to play a light front like they did versus the Eagles. They'll do a lot of blitzing and if the Chiefs are smart, they'll run right at it. Adam, do you agree with that? I Yeah, I, I think... Uh, to your point, I would have them pretty close, but I'm going to give the edge Pacheco. Uh, the Minnesota defense, I think, is worse between the two of them. I do agree it's going to be a high-scoring matchup. It could be um, that the passing game is the way to go. Um, but I don't know. The Chiefs front seven has been pretty decent this year. 
Yeah, I, I I have them ranked too closely to do a showdown with you guys. By the way, I do have a showdown graphic. We'll get it up there in just a second. Uh, Reese's second question is Jameson returning, going to further help targets for Laporta. I don't think it further helps targets. It might help yards after catch because there should be more room in the middle of the field for him to operate. I think Laporta will be just fine, though. Like I don't think it affects his targets negatively or positively. Jared Goff is somebody who likes to go over the middle of the field. That's why I'm on Ross St. Brown eats, and it's why Laporta can also still eat. What you're more worried about is not Jameson Williams. What you're more worried about is if Jameer Gibbs gets going in the passing game, that might affect Sam Laporta down the stretch. Do you guys agree or disagree with that, Chris? I agree with that. I was thinking we were worried about Josh Reynolds, kind of where he falls in the, the chain of kind of food, you know, or guys to feed in a sense. I think Jameson's not going to be necessarily like either looking to feature a lot, but I think, you know, we saw the Reynolds connection with golf. It's been something pretty consistent. And when you're feeding a second or third receiver to Detroit game script, you know, who are they going to consistently feed game in, week out? That's where I think it's kind of hard for Laporte to be consistent. But I think you, you make a good point, Dan. I think what you're getting Laporte right now is probably what you expect to pretty much get for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's, it's, and which it, hats off to you because you probably drafted him as a, a top 15 tight end and you're getting a top five tight end right now. So be happy about that in a world where tight end sucks. Uh, Miles Sanders will get more information about him. If he plays, you probably have to play him still as a high-end flex play, low-end RB2. We'll keep our eyes on Chuba Hubbard as well. I'm on Ross St. Brown. We'll talk about his injury in tomorrow's show. Uh, Josh Reynolds, not going to be playing him. I don't know what the stretch is going to be with Jameson Williams. I don't expect Jameson to play a ton, but I'm not looking to play Josh Reynolds inside my top 36 either. Speaking of Jamison, let's just kind of talk about him for a second. Now, he's not going to play him this week, but I do think he is a stash player, and when he gets up to speed, Adam, what do you think his rest of season value you think is going to be? Man, I'm not really sure. I know they were just kind of getting him up to speed at the end of the last season, but they didn't really make a concerted effort. His, uh, I think he's a good route runner. Uh, and that's not something a lot of people give him credit for. Uh, that being said, it seems like they've pegged him to be more of a deep threat to use his speed, which is definitely something he can do. Uh, but I think he's capable of a little bit more. Uh, I guess my concern is he continues to get pegged as only a deep threat guy. And you just see, you know, a, a similar to a Gabe Davis type of situation where it's like I'm getting my three to five targets. Some games are going to have big plays, but you're not really going to get a, a consistent feeding. Uh, you know, I, I like the offensive mind of, you know, Ben Johnson uh, for Detroit. So I'm fingers crossed he's going to figure out a way to use a really new, unique weapon. Um, but uh, there's definitely some inherent risk with him. I just think the upside is worth holding him around. Chris, you want to help me out with this question from Big Mac? I accept the trade I offered. A, got, I got offered Anthony Richardson, Damian Pierce, and Pittman. For Higgins and Njoku, I feel like there's another player I'm missing here. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that's supposed to spell. Because this is for Tur Higgins and Njoku. I- I'm thinking there's somebody else involved. For- here. I think it's supposed to be T, and I think the yeah, T Higgins. The J E is probably junior. Okay. Okay. Well then, yeah, I would definitely do that deal. If it's just yeah. for Higgins, you get Andy Richardson, Damian Pierce, and Pittman for Higgins and Njoku. Yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, I would do that deal in a heartbeat right now, Big Mac. Uh, one last question here from Reese. Garrett Wilson, Nico Collins, or Higgins as a wide receiver to this week. I highly doubt Higgins is going to play this week. Now, he might be back as soon as next week. That's a possibility, but I, I'd be surprised if he's back this week. So I'm taking Higgins out of this question. So, Chris, let me ask you this. I know my rankings fall. Garrett Wilson or Nico Collins this week? 
I'm going to go Garrett Wilson, especially with the matchup. I mean, you look at a Denver team that's been hemorrhaging points, and we talked about how Justin Fields looked first when D.J. Moore had over eight catches, over 130 yards. Garrett Wilson still received 24 and half-point PPR, 26, I should say, and half-point PPR, so still receiver two. Where Colin, we talked about the matchup, where I'm not, I'm afraid of Terrell if I were, if I were you. Yeah, I, I would be too. I don't. I'm not afraid of Patrick Sertan because he's not really shadowing at the moment. He might see Garrett Wilson. Man, Joseph's his coach. Yeah, yeah, and James Rose's co. So that's, that's kind of the problem here. You might see him fifty percent of the time, uh, but that also could be it. Uh, so I would, I had to have Garrett Wilson ranked ahead of Nico Collins for this week. And one more question before we wrap up this matchup, Calvo, would you all trade Amon Ra for DeAndre Swift? Also tight. We Calvo gave us what his running backs were earlier. He is hurting at the running back position, but your wide uh, Calvo, I'm just gonna keep saying it. Your wide receivers are so dominant. I would rather stash running backs on the waiver wire that have handcuff upside and hope that something hits along the way than give up your dominance at the wide receiver position. I, I'm I'm not gonna trade on Monroe St. Brown. Well, for what's your record? Are, are we in a point of desperation here? Because otherwise, that's a good question. Yeah, Cal, hey, look. message back in with what your record and what record is. And uh, John, give us one second. We'll get to your question as soon as we get to our next matchup. We gotta we gotta move on here. Uh, I just want to cap it off our our Lions Carolina conversation with Sam Laporta at 42 and a half receiving yards. I am definitely taking the over on that one heading into this match against Carolina. Bryce Young, no conversation about Bryce Young. What's that? So- so the conversation about Bryce Young, he's not, he's not going to be on a waiver anymore. He's not going to be one of our discussion guys, whether we start Bryce Young this week or not. No, no. We don't have to talk about Bryce Young anymore, thank God. Maybe just if real quick, pulls off just real quick, I saw that more. other than Joe Burrow, which we all know his problem, uh, Bryce Young's averaging under five yards per completion this year. So just, just to think about, think about getting the receiver help. Fuck, Andy Dalton put a little bit better numbers than that, just saying. Yeah, fantastically awful. Uh, let's head to our next match.